tonight's scripture reading comes from Proverbs 3. It's verses 5 and 6. Uh, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. I was going to see if Adam needed to bring a glass of water up with him to read that verse because it was so long, but I'm really relieved to see you made it through it okay. Uh, so good to be with you guys. Um, does anybody here like road trips? I love a good road trip. Yes, I love a good road trip. It's just so nice to see a different part of the country, kind of spread your wings and fly. You know what I'm talking about. Um, my wife and I had a wedding in South Carolina this weekend. And uh, man, that was a long drive. But let me tell you something that is really demoralizing in a long drive. Uh, so we also made this drive to South Carolina a few weeks ago for vacation. And in like a 12-hour drive to get to the beach, two hours into it, we hit traffic. And literally, we stood still in traffic. In two stinking hours, we traveled two miles. Traffic was so bad that I literally put my car in park in the left-hand lane of the highway, fell asleep and took a nap while my wife watched the road to make sure nothing changed, woke up from my nap, and it was like totally fine. Um, the people in the car in front of us got Krispy Kreme donut boxes, not just once, but twice, because they ate all the donuts in the box and decided they wanted more. Um, I offered them like $100 for those donuts. People were like bargaining, you know. It was like doggy dog out there. Survivalism. Um, but uh, I have to tell you, that was just so frustrating to me because I had planned this trip out. I don't know if anybody is like me, but when it comes to logistics, like, that's one area where maybe I am slightly like obsessive compulsive. Like I can tell you, my condo right now is 73 degrees. Before I go to bed, I will turn it to 71. I will wake up at roughly 645. And I will eat the same thing for breakfast almost every day. I have very little variation in my routine, but I know what works, and so I kind of stick with it. I'm really predictable. I'm either here at the church or the Y swimming or somewhere working out and the restaurants I go to, it's usually like one out of five chances that I'll be at that restaurant too. So is anybody like me and you're just like really predictable? I wish that I could learn from some of you free spirits. Um, <laughs> needless to say, maybe I'm a little bit of a control freak. And when I get on the highway and I cannot move, I'm so mad. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, are you kidding me? I planned this vacation. This is my vacation. And so I'm so mad when I can't move. And uh, maybe that's a trivial, maybe that's a trivial example, but there are also times in my life where I have just plotted and planned and studied myself to the best I can figure myself out and looked at what options and opportunities are available to me and maybe considered uh, what different roads I could go down in solving a conflict in my life or in the lives of um, the people with whom I'm in a relationship. And it's just totally out of my control and I just can't make it work. Um, no matter how hard I try, I can't make it happen. And that's such a frustrating feeling to feel out of control. Um, I can just have this low-grade anxiety that bubbles up and then I find myself like screaming at my dog because he like licked me one too many times. I don't know if that happens to any of you all, I'm sure it doesn't. Um, but uh, so this semester we're in a series called The Path to Life and we're looking at wisdom from the book of Proverbs, um, the book of Ecclesiastes, and the book of James and trying to figure out what does it mean to live a life of godly wisdom. And so this is our third week in that series, and so far we've kind of done an overview of what does it really mean to pursue wisdom? 
Is wisdom just this nebulous topic that we're left our lives trying to figure out and wrap our minds around, what is wisdom? You need to drink some green tea and um, read things on parchment paper. Or um, do we need a degree in philosophy? No, we found that we can find wisdom in God's word, but also as we trust it in faith, living in relationship with God. And we saw that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord accepting in our hearts who God is and allowing that to make an impact on us. And so tonight, I want to look at an individual piece of wisdom on how to approach our lives and circumstances when the path is unclear, uh, when the road before us seems more difficult than we can bear. And so I want to read that scripture verse that Adam read so well. Uh, Adam, thank you, uh, just a few minutes ago. So here it is. If you have your Bible, you can open it up to this. Just let those words kind of uh, marinate. As, uh, as we kind of progress through this. And so this is verse 5 of Proverbs chapter... Th- pardon me. This is verse 5 of Proverbs chapter 3. Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. And so if you're someone who grew up in the church, maybe this is a verse you even memorized at some point. Uh, there are a lot of really basic concepts in this passage But it's also the kind of passage where we could probably spend an entire week preaching on each section of those two verses and still barely even skim the surface. This passage really unpacks what the Christian faith is all about. Uh, A framework for faith is the title of this message tonight, and these are the key elements to that framework. And so when we dig into this passage, we have to see right off the bat that we must consider uh, this question, and and pardon my slang here, um, but the question is this. Where do our hearts turn when life gets real? Um, When we're faced with situations or decisions beyond the scope of what we feel capable of handling, where is our default mechanism in our hearts going to turn to? Um, We all rely on something, don't we? Um, Where do we trust? Where do we put our trust? Maybe it's yourself. And to a certain degree, self-responsibility is a really good thing. That is a huge difference between an adult and a child. The ability to recognize a situation and to take ownership of your own actions is a real mark of maturity. But here's something that we have to consider. Um, When our hearts turn to ourselves as the chief provider and these circumstances that are too big for us, we can become absolutely devastated with our shortcomings when we realize we're inadequate of solving our biggest problems and the problems of others. Um, We don't have full knowledge. We don't have full power. Um, We can deceive ourselves into thinking we can change our own hearts, into thinking that we can change other people's hearts, into thinking that maybe if we just have the right technique, the right method, that we can plot our course just right and make those fates align to our beautiful destiny that we would want to aim towards uh, on our own will. But man, when it's just us doing it ourselves, our self-responsibility has limits. Uh, We aren't meant to be the chief provider of our own lives. But on that same hand, we have to recognize that there's a limit to the extent that we can trust others, even those who love us most, um, our family and our friends. Um, Community is a real gift. God gives us community as a gift, and uh, that is certainly something that we need to be extremely thankful for and something that we need to commit ourselves to because there are often times when being in community is going to shape us in our ability to relate to God as people remind us of what we can't remember ourselves in the moment. Um, They can help us to know ourselves better and help us to know God better. But we can also put burdens on people that they aren't meant to bear. 
Um, we can ask them to be something for us that they're never capable of being. And we can ruin our relationships when we do that. Um, so when we're thinking about where do we put our trust in these times when life gives us more than we feel like we can handle, when that path before us is uncertain, sure, we need to take responsibility for our own actions. We need to look to those around us. But this passage gives us the clear truth that we are to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Numbers 23.19 puts it this way, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Um, man, some of those things certainly are true of me. I can change my mind. I can even deceive myself. Um, Psalm, one of, Psalm 100 verse 5 says this, For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Um, what amazing truth that is, that God is not just only worthy of our trust, um, but he's able to do something for us. He's good, he's wise, he loves his people, and he's going to be faithful to keeping his promises in his word. We can trust that. Um, God alone is the one who is worthy of all of our trust, all of our hearts. And so the next thing I want to check out in this passage, uh, the following verse, verse 4. This is a clear call. Um, to lead us to consider where do we turn with the weightiness of our lives. Uh, there are times when we just feel a heavy burden upon our hearts. And Proverbs 18.10 just uses a beautiful image to talk about God and his ability to take these burdens. Um, Proverbs 18.10 says, God is a strong tower to whom the righteous can turn for safety. Uh, so where do you want to put the weight in your life? My grandfather manufactures railings for a living, at least he did, and I remember looking at different railings as I was growing up, thinking about um, the job that he was going to do at that place, and looking at some of these rickety old metal railings where you felt like if you put like 10 pounds of weight on it, it would just crush over. Um, you guys have seen those railings, and um, I love to see the way he could come in and put this like wrought iron ornamental fence in there, just uh, so stable. And that image to me is something that really reinforces the nature of God's power in supporting the weight of our lives. What do I want to lean on? The strong tower that God is or the rickety old steel railing that's falling apart on this front porch? Um, where do I want to put the weight in my life? Um, as we saw in that verse from Numbers, God's character is unchanging. Put your weight on Him. Lean not on your own understanding. This is powerful truth. Um, key elements to our walk of faith. And the next thing that we see is that this kind of faith that really fully leans on God can't be separated from acknowledging that God is Lord over all things. Um, I want to tell you a story. So last week, I went to a meeting, and I went with Bob. If you don't know Bob, he's our senior pastor here at the church. And so I went with Bob and Dan, and uh, we were at this meeting, and it's for CARLA, the Campus Association of Religious Leaders Association. I can never figure out what all those letters mean, but it stands for CARLA. And uh, I want to name, if I have a daughter someday, I want to name her CARLA. Just in honor of that organization. I don't think my wife would go for it, but who knows? Um, we need to check those lists of popular names. That's a big hobby of ours. And uh, too much information. So, we're not pregnant, also. <laughs> Figured I should probably clarify that. So, here's, so we're at this Carla meeting, and we had to fill out these registration forms and write what we do at the church. And so Bob, our senior pastor, my boss, was filling out this registration form. It says, 
who is the leader of your organization? And he was like, hey, Josiah, who's our leader of connection? And I was like, how dare you ask me who's the leader of connection? I'm in charge here because Bob's my boss, and I just love to say that to him. I was like, I'm in charge. When you're at Carla, you're on my turf. But if Bob was like, go get me a coffee, I'd be like, yes, sir. Um, Bob is my boss, and I love Bob, and he's really supportive, but I'm also kind of scared of Bob, to be honest. <laughs> There's always going to be an element of fear when I approach him. And uh, I have to tell you, the reality in that moment was Bob was the boss, whether I wanted to acknowledge it or not. And there are some times in my life where I can be thinking, man, like, I'm the boss. I have to manage this. Like, I've got to get this right. There are people depending on me. My life is depending on me. But here's the truth. Um, I, can I can pretend like I'm the boss. Um, the T.S. Eliot quote, the captain of my soul. Um, isn't that inspiring? Well, it's not true. Um, I can pretend like I'm the boss, but when it comes down to it, God is sovereign and he is over all of creation. As Psalm 24, 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. So submitting to the Lord is about seeking him with all that we are and recognizing his lordship over all things. Um, so we pursue knowledge of who God is through his word, but we have to accept his word in our hearts and act on it. That's what submitting to the Lord is about. Um, understanding God both in our hearts and our minds and living in faith uh, reflects this kind of submission that this passage calls us to in our walk of faith. And so finally, as we look in this last verse, uh, Proverbs 3, chapter 6, we see the end result of living this life in faith. God will make your paths straight. And so what does this mean for us? It means that as we walk in faith, we can trust that God will accomplish his will in our lives. He will conform the path of your life to his good and perfect will. And this is a promise that we see all throughout Scripture. Um, some of the Proverbs, we see things like, as a dog returns to his vomit, so does a fool to his folly. And uh, I just love Proverbs like that because they stick in your mind. And, uh, you know, when I was like, what Proverbs should I give as an example of this? I was like, oh, yeah, that's my favorite. And so that proverb means that we have habitual sins in our life that we can find ourselves returning to if we don't really seek the Lord and repent of them. And uh, sure, there may be moments in your life where you can see victory over sin by God's grace, and that's an amazing thing. But as a general rule, if you're not seeking to repent of your sin and turn away from it, you might find yourself creating some habits. Um, that is a general principle, but it's not something that applies in every circumstance. Uh, this proverb is a promise, and it's one that we see all throughout Scripture, that those who follow God and trust Him in faith, God will provide for them. He will make their path straight. And uh, another place we see this, for example, in the Old Testament is Psalm 37. This is verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act. And one of the most famous verses in Christian Scripture is one in the New Testament. This is Romans 8.28. I think this is going to be familiar. Um, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And when a lot of us hear this, um, sometimes we can flinch and be like, man, like, to what extent is that really true? Because sometimes life gets really messy, and I see people who have really sincere faith go through really difficult things, and it doesn't seem to me like God is working things out for the good of those people who really love him. And one of the things that we really value here at Connection is, is a phrase... Uh, I can sum up this value. We don't claim to have all the answers, but we refuse to ignore the difficult questions. 
And so when we look at this passage, um, the question is this. Can we really trust that God is going to work all things out for the good of us who love him if we're those who sought after Christ and lived this life of faith? Um, when we look at the, the context of this passage, it is powerful. Uh, in this book of Romans, Paul is writing to a church that is suffering extreme persecution. In ancient Rome, emperor worship was the tradition um, the religion of this land. It wasn't something that some people did and some people didn't. It was institutionalized and it was required. And people who didn't worship Caesar as Lord could actually be punished by death. Um, that was blasphemy in ancient Rome. And many Christians were martyred, um, fed to lions, used as bait in games with gladiators. Um, this was a message to people who are suffering extreme persecution. So how can Paul say to these people that God works all things out for the good of those who love him when they're going through so much uncertainty, when they're going through so much difficulty? Uh, this is really powerful. Listen to what Paul says next after that verse. He says, If God is for us, who can be against us? If God did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Jesus Christ, who died. More than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Wow. Uh, that is some hope. Uh, that has some real substance behind it. Um, our hope for a life that makes sense and a path that has straight is founded in Jesus Christ. Our hope has a name. Um, we can trust that God will work all things out for our good because God worked things out for our ultimate good so much in giving up His Son to die on the cross that we who believe in Him might have a relationship with Him, eternal life, but not just that. His Spirit inside of us, guiding us, directing us, and empowering us to live in such a way that honors Him here and now. Um, that is the hope that we have in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so the question I have for you is, what do you think about this? Um, what do you think about this? What do you do with that truth? Um, it's, not really a, it's not really a, do you like it or not? This is an assertion that Scripture makes about the way the world works, about how we should approach reality. Um, Will you trust Him? Will you trust God with all of your heart? Will you acknowledge His Lordship? Um, or do you want to go to the Carlin meeting and pretend you're the boss? Um, God can handle your burdens. Do you want to try and handle that weight that you can't carry on your own, that you were never meant to support? As you look at the situations before you and you try and make sense of it, are you going to try really hard to straighten out your paths or are you going to open up your hands and trust that God has the ability to make your path straight? Um, you know, if you're in this place and you're not a believer, we are so thankful that you came out tonight um, to just 
explore the topic of faith and hear what God has to say in the Bible. Um, you may not even believe that the Bible is God's word. Um, but what I want to say to you tonight is that um, Jesus Christ has spoken to us um, through Scripture, and He's spoken to us through His life about how we can know God, about how we can be in relationship with Him, and what that means for us as we live our lives. And uh, I want to ask you, will you trust Him? Um, sometimes we think about becoming Christians as this really um, monumentous moment where something dramatic is going to happen. We hear these symbols crashing, and all of a sudden we say, I'll do it, and then you jump in the pond and you're baptized. But the question is, will you trust Him? And if you're sitting there right now and you say, yes, I want to trust Him. Your life has changed forever. You are a child of God, and your hope is eternal. No matter what you're going through, you are a child of God. You'll be with Him forever. Um, you will never experience death, maybe physical death, but you will be spiritually alive in Christ forever, and you'll be resurrected with Christ with a new body when He returns and makes all things new. That is the hope that is in Jesus Christ. Will you trust Him? And if that's a conversation you're interested in um, having with me, um, how to respond to that, what you think about that, I would just love to talk about that with you. Um, Quinn, our band leader, would love to have that conversation with you. I know there are a lot of um, students out here who would love to have that conversation. So um, my buddy Andy, um, this fella here, the red hair, um, you know, any Christian friend that you have, um, we would just, just love to chat with you about that. And so I also want to say to you, maybe you've been a believer for a long time, but isn't it an appropriate question for me to ask? Um, so when life gets real, who are you going to trust? Uh, have you had faith, but you find yourself just spinning your wheels and wearing yourself out, trying to straighten out your own path? Are you putting a weight on yourself or others uh, to figure your path out for you? Or to bear your burdens that they can never bear, that you can never bear yourself? Are you trying really hard to change yourself in the midst of sin that you know is dragging you down, but you're finding yourself powerless? Are you trying to change a family situation, the same, a situation with a friend on your own ability? Um, God is powerful. God is able. He can meet you in the midst of that. Um, trust Him. Lean on Him. Um, rest in the sufficiency of Christ's work on your behalf as you wait for Him to act. Trust in His promises to be sufficient for you and just wait and see what happens. And to be completely honest, this is a reality you guys are already well aware of. Difficult times will come. That's not a surprise. Jesus tells his disciples in John 16, 33, in this world you will have trouble. Not you might have trouble. Um, not you will have um, things that might be frustrating, but if you just look at it in the right perspective, it's actually a good thing. No, he tells them, in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. That's the God we have on our side. He's present with us, directing our paths. God has worked things out for our good in Christ, and He will not leave us or forsake us. His provision may not come in the way that we expect it, but we can trust Him because He's in the business of bringing death from life. As Paul said in that verse we just read uh, from Romans 8, Wait graciously, God will give us all things. And so, this is the last thing I want to say. Um, sometimes, as Christians, we can feel uh, a little bit self-conscious about our messiness, can't we? Because sometimes we can just be really optimistic. If anyone's guilty about that, for me, if, if 
about that is probably me. Um, uh, sometimes we can feel a need to act like, you know, God's grace is always so real in my life that nothing ever discourages me. Um, but here's the truth. Never be ashamed to admit the fact that you're an absolute wreck and your only hope is God's grace and seeing it poured out continually in your life. Because what it all comes down to is without God's grace, I am without hope. Um, if I'm up here offering you good advice on how to um, just really see the positive in every situation, if it doesn't have anything to do with Jesus, then I really don't have anything to offer you. Um, because my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness and His Spirit at work in my life, allowing me to live in a relationship with Him and giving me the purpose to engage His mission in the world. And that is something that all of you have. Maybe that's in education. Maybe that's in business. Maybe it's in athletics. Maybe it's in being someone who smiles at his customers every day when you're waiting at the checkout counter at the gas station. God is going to fill in the gaps. He's going to work out the details. Your job is to follow him in faith, to trust him, to believe the gospel and remind yourself of it when your path is unclear, when things are difficult. God is able. God is good. He loves you. And he's with you. Um, I'm preaching to myself just as much as I'm preaching to you. He'll sustain you. He'll guide you. Trust God, lean on Him, submit to Him, and He'll make your path straight. Please pray with me. God, uh, thanks so much for Your Word and the way that uh, Your Spirit is able to speak um, simple truths to our hearts, God, that if we, um, if we will open up our hearts and accept Your Word and listen to You, um, You can change our lives, not just now, but forever. We thank you that you have made truth known in Scripture. And we thank you for the way that the Word came alive, came alive in the life of Christ. Um, the Word became flesh. Um, not that we could just see who you are as Christ lived, um, but that we might be brought into a relationship with you by the very actions of Christ on the cross. And that through uh, something so ugly as um, your Son, uh, fully God, fully man, being unjustly murdered um, on this cross, um, that you had a plan in that, um, that you brought Christ to earth, that he would lay down his life willingly um, to pay the price for our sins, and that when we trust you in faith, when we just say, yes, I will trust you, um, we're made your children, and our reality changes forever, God, and we thank you for the privilege to engage your mission in making your name known, your name known to the world. Um, and making all things new. And uh, I pray that if there's anyone here tonight who would just um, like to trust you for the first time, that you would really impress that upon their heart and that um, you would just give them the courage to do that and uh, maybe lead them into a conversation with someone this week and uh, chat with them about that more. And uh, for those of us who've been walking with you for a while, I just pray that you would humble us and break us down, that we would not... Um, lean on our own understanding or our ability to provide for ourselves, but that we would just trust you to make our paths straight, to know that you are able, to know that you are powerful, that, and that you are good. And uh, um, God, that is our prayer. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.